This is Tony. And this is Andy. And this is Yinzenat. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Yinzenat. This is Andy with everyone's favorite. Most favorite, Tony. Everyone's favorite Yinzer. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it was everybody's favorite Tony as well. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I have other Tony friends. They might be a little bit upset. Tough shit. <laughs> we'll have a Tony war. That's right. A battle royale. Battle royale for Tonys. Supreme Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that as a title. You may address me as most Supreme Tony. Okay. Well, I mean, it only took 38 episodes to get a nickname for you. <laughs> yeah. We would get there. Eventually, we would get there. And we did. You know, I don't know. Now, do we even continue with the episode? Do we just give up? <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. Cause... Like, so we just start adding other superlatives and adjectives onto that. Like, his most excellence, Supreme Tony. So yeah. we can just keep going on with ideas like that. Because I like this. I like where this is going. Okay, well, we could do that. And I'll just be Andy because, you know... <laughs> I don't, I'm like Madonna. I only need one word. <laughs> That's right. Everybody knows they're speaking about you. Yeah. Andy. Or, or D-Lock. Cause I mean, that's been my gamer tag and whatever forever. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So how about you? How was this week? How was this week for you? Because I don't know about you, but this week went by so fast, but at the same time it dragged it's 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 like it was Monday and then it was Friday and then it was Sunday and then it's like oh holy shit you know it, it seemed like it dragged in between it went by quick but it also felt like it dragged for me yeah for me it was like a blur like mm -hmm. you mentioned it was it seemed like it was Monday and hey started the new week it's forever until the weekend and then suddenly it's Friday night and yeah. Saturday was 100 percent bumming around day i had plans i had shit i wanted to do i accomplished zero of it like oh. nothing well why is that why didn't you accomplish anything because i got sucked into just doom scrolling on reddit and watching hockey games did you uh watch any good hockey games because i know watching the penguins you didn't watch a good one yeah the penguin game was just fucking atrocious i have been watching the florida panthers games and they have been very entertaining yeah the Hornquist for Matheson trade may just go down as one of the greatest trades for the Florida Panthers franchise in history. It is that good. Like Hornquist is just lighting shit up in sunrise. It's incredible. And Mike fucking Matheson for the Penguins has taken up the proud defensive Jack Johnson tradition of falling over in front of our net, defending absolutely nobody, and then having goals scored over top of them. We've got that going for us. That's great. But yeah, Florida games have been entirely entertaining from beginning to end. You know, mm -hmm. they've had some really good comeback games. They have had games where they just look like they were complete blowouts. And yeah, their uh, overtime games and those kind of last minute rallies, they've been pretty exciting. Well, that's good. Uh, I haven't watched any Florida Panther games this year. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Toronto who did they play last night? Toronto and Vancouver. And Toronto was up 5-0. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were just spanking them. I think it was like the final score is 5-1. That, that was an interesting game. I, I didn't watch anything else yesterday. I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk, so I haven't watched as much hockey. Yeah, hockey for me, it's if it's on and I'm not playing anything, that's usually either background until something actually happens and I get invested in it, but it's always on a TV or a monitor or something around here because with the wide world of the internet, you can stream pretty much anything if you know where to go. Mm -hmm. So I've had multiple games on in different rooms and depending on where I happen to wander back and forth, I can watch either one. So yeah, the uh, Toronto Vancouver game, uh, Holtby was certainly not happy about that game. Uh, he was, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say outright shitting on his teammates, but compared to his demeanor in post-game interviews when he was on the Capitals, uh, he was pretty much shitting on his Vancouver teammates, specifically JT Miller, who can't defend a fucking beach ball. So uh, that was, that was kind of entertaining to watch, especially some of like the commentator takes on just how fucking miserable Holtby is out there. 
But I did end up watching at the end of the night last night, stayed up way too late for it, the Battle of Alberta, which mm. was Edmonton versus Calgary. Yeah. And right out of the gate, any team with Kachuk, either one of them, I dislike because they both have supremely punchable faces. <laughs> Not as punchable as Taylor Hall, but they're pretty much up there. Yeah. So, yeah, Edmonton and Calgary, I was rooting for Edmonton. McDavid just looked amazing out there on ice. Some of the moves that he made, it was Crosby-esque. Oh, really? So, yeah, he he really, really was dominating the ice. And then they ended up losing anyway because Edmonton somehow managed just to shit everything up, despite having, like, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse. Like, there's just a ton of talent there. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know what the issue is. You know, maybe Sullivan can go and fix them when he gets fired from the Penguins. Which will happen this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. After the complete shit shows that these games have been, even when the Penguins win, they look fucking terrible. Like, they win despite all odds. They're fucking terrible. And Sullivan's gone. When the new GM comes in, he might give them a short leash, but he's gone before the playoffs. He, he doesn't inspire the confidence anymore. He doesn't have that group of players. So... Okay, Sullivan's. I have no idea who's going to come in and replace him, so I can't even weigh in on that discussion. But where is Sullivan going to go? My guesses are Detroit, Jersey, Edmonton. Yeah, I could see those. I, think, I, I, I mean, he can he can whip Edmonton into, into shape. He knows how to coach superstar players. Yeah. Until he has nothing left to give them, so maybe he goes over there and he, you know, he know he will know how to coach. Um, McDavid and Dreisaitl because he's coached Crosby and he knows what motivates them. Yeah. But can he bring up the rest of that anchor team in order to play to that level? Like he did early with the Penguins where we had incredible third and fourth lines Mm -hmm. that Rutherford traded away or didn't sign. Yeah. There's, there's a couple people I wish we would have kept. I kind of wish we would have kept Hornquist. Because I, I liked him. There's w- no reason to trade him, especially for fucking Matheson. Yeah. And I, I was sad when they traded Haglin. Yeah. I understand they needed to shake things up, but you shook it up with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Jack fucking Johnson. <laughs> Get rid of fucking... Who's that other fucking slow-ass fucking motherfucker that they got? The defenseman. Was he, was he from Vancouver? Defenseman. I thought it was Vancouver. What good Branson? Good, yeah, good Branson. That's him. okay. Yeah, fuck yeah, him. yeah, yeah. That was the end of the the fucking Haglin trade. Mm-hmm. It traded away Haglin, and then it traded Pearson for Good Branson. And what we got like a seventh round pick or something out of that eventually. But who the fuck knows? Yeah, it was just a shit show of mistake after mistake because Rutherford was well on his way into senility by that point. Yeah, I mean, look, Rutherford did what he had to do to put this team together for like 2016 and 17, you know, and he did a great job and Sullivan did a great job too. But just when it comes to coaches, there's a shelf life on it. Absolutely. Yeah. For GMs and coaches, there is absolutely a shelf life on it. And to your point, when they came in, they made that cup winning team spectacular. Mm -hmm. They stacked that on paper and on ice. And it was great to watch. Okay. When do you cut these guys loose after they've made their genius moves? Because at some point they're going to tinker and fuck shit up because that's in their nature. Like if something is already broken, they'll tinker with it until it works. And then they'll tinker a little bit more and they'll tinker a little bit more. That was Rutherford's entire MO. And for a while it worked. You know, he took a broken system and he tinkered with it and he made it spectacular, mm-hmm. but he couldn't put it away. He couldn't sit on his accomplishments and say, this was good. Cap issues came into play. You know, Benino was going to get fucking paid yeah. and there was no way the Penguins were going to be able to pay for him. And, and like, there were things that needed to go. Kessel absolutely fucking needed to go. Mm-hmm. But at the point where Haglin was traded away, that should have been the big fucking red flag saying, time to cut loose let this guy go before he continues fucking up the team and move on to somebody else but they didn't and now we're here although he was trying to do something that you desperately want for the team you know 
for something to happen to the team. And that's like trade Latang away and get somebody, anybody, a fucking beer vendor. It doesn't matter. Oh, sure. You know? That's an it, unsubstantiated rumor. But yeah, if that, were, if that were true, I would have been first one in line to be like, I will eat this crow. I love Rutherford because he got rid of that fucking boat anchor Latang. Yeah. There were people fucking defending him for the game last night of his goddamn rookie ass mistakes of being out of position. And I was like, are you watching the same fucking game as I am? You cannot defend his piss poor play. Mm-hmm. But Yinzer's going to Yins. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Speaking of sports, there is another thing that's happening technically today. What's uh, that? Uh, and that is the super superb owl party <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah the superb owls nice yes i'm i'm really excited for the superb owls because you know i like owls they're yeah, great i like screech owls burrowing owls barn owls i'm a fan yes. yeah actually there is one that's living somewhere in this neighborhood because when i'm on the porch you can hear him go nice it's, it's kind of funny uh i i haven't seen him yet or her because you don't know non-gender specific owl yeah don't don't assume the owl's gender yes uh but yeah i like owls i think they're a cool ass bird yeah going back to sports there is the super bowl happening today uh you will hear this the thursday after the super bowl has happened and hopefully you are all cheering and excited that tom brady lost another super bowl honestly i don't care who wins as long as it's not tom brady (laughs) in anything and he's in this so yeah i i I don't care what team he's on he's a fucking piece of shit i don't like him i don't care if he's good or or the greatest of all time fucking like i'm i'm sick of people using goat as a fucking thing goddamn millennials yeah i know why does everything have to be like that it's just bullshit uh yeah so i i want tom brady to lose because i just do not like him i think he's a piece of shit I think he's very arrogant and, you know, whatever. Which team is he playing for? He's playing for Tampa. Oh, that's like real close to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's actually happening in Tampa too. This is the first time that a team who who actually plays in that city is going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, isn't that nifty? Yeah. So you, technically, you- this is the first home game for a Super Bowl team. You'd think with it only being like two hour drive away, I would have heard about something like this, but apparently I am that much of a hermit on top of the quarantine that fuck if I knew. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't hockey, so I didn't pay attention to it. No, no. I mean, I, I, I paid attention a little bit to football this year just because the Steelers were like 11 and 0, which is something we never did before. And then I think it was, we were 11 and 0 and then we lost three straight (laughs) (laughs) because because everyone figured out what we were doing kind of like the pens you know it's like okay what are we doing we're doing the same thing that we do okay well we know how to stop that now and then we Mm. look like shit shoot gloves side high yeah yeah and and plus like the Steelers are getting old uh Roethlisberger's been playing for like umpteen million years it's it's time it's a sad time in, in Pittsburgh sports because we are on the decline of all of our teams. You know, the Steelers aren't doing all that well, you know, or not going to be. I mean, yeah, we, we had a decent record, but, you know, our team is going it, to, it's going down. And the Pens, you know, their, their windows is closing, so they're on their way out. Malkin is fucking, like, where, what the fuck happened to him? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I look, I loved Malkin for being on our team. I think he's uh, he was a great player, but, you know, he he hasn't reinvented himself like Mario did, like fucking Crosby has. You know, as you get older, you can't you don't have the same speed and agility that you had when you were fucking 18. Yeah. So Crosby every year focuses on something and fucking makes that his goal to improve and be a better player. I don't see Malkin doing anything like that. I think, you know, he's going with your whole mentality, the lazy Russian. <laughs> yeah. My, my big fat Russian boyfriend, like you said, mm-hmm. hasn't, uh, hasn't reinvented himself where 
Sid has realized that his speed is on the decline. He has reinvented his game. He uh, relies more on edge work and positioning Mm -hmm. and getting into where the puck is going to be or open spaces. Malkin still sees two defensemen, three defensemen in front of him and thinks he can skate through them with finesse. And anybody who's watching those games can realize that doesn't work anymore because he gets slashed, he gets angry, he takes a stupid stick infraction penalty and never breaks the zone and he gets to go and sit two minutes in the box. Nine times out of ten, he doesn't get by the defenseman. In the times that he does, he doesn't hold on to the puck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or I he mean, falls. That worked ten years ago, and mm-hmm. he was incredible at it ten years ago. Yes. That's not that's not a game for him anymore. He needs to do something different. What that is, that beats the shit out of me. Maybe take a page out of Jumbo Joe's book. Figure out how to play dirty, but mm-hmm. under the radar and just be a pylon somewhere and take boomer slap shots and break people's legs. Yeah. I think he can do that, but he still has that kind of like, I am score, I am finesse. I am fire. (laughs) Yeah, like that's that's not the game plan anymore. You have other teammates who can do that 30 times better than you, rely Mm -hmm. on them, get the position, do something and be a dangerous sniper. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. But hey, you know, like some people are just one-trick ponies, and that's it. And they're happy with that. Yeah. The problem was he wasn't a one-trick pony, though. Anyway, we're still hockey. Talk, talk superb owls. Yeah, superb owls. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to come um, back around to that. Okay, so do you – okay, you didn't always hate football, right? No. So w- at what point did football kind of have a decline for you? Rapist burger. Okay. That was that was the key that realized I cannot root for the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. And there was no reason to watch football after that. Mm-hmm. Between Rapist Burger and the idiot kicker who would get drunk on the south side and oh, yeah. just break shit because he was a famous fucking football player in Pittsburgh and he could do what he wants. I was like, these guys aren't on the level of Ray Lewis murderers. No. But no, I can't, I can't cheer for them. And at that point, put, put another bit of evidence in the book. Once something gets on my bad side, dead to me forever. Yeah. And I, yeah. Football dead to me. <laughs> I like, I didn't, I didn't agree with a lot with, with Ben's personal life, but it happened. And unfortunately the way that society is, it doesn't matter if you did something bad or wrong You know, if you are talented in one way, shape or form, it makes a lot of like wealthy people wealthier. They're not going to fucking do anything to you because they're not going to take the money out of somebody who's making money their their pocket. They're not going to do that. So and honestly, like we would have been a different team if that if he would have been just dismissed and and done. And a lot of people have forgotten what he's done. I, I don't I haven't forgotten. And I mean, I understand that you're young and you do a lot of stupid things, you know, but still there's no excuse for certain things. And yes, that's, that's not an excuse. You're young and you do stupid things. You're a professional fucking quarterback of an NFL team. You should have, you're an investment. Yes. You should have handlers basically saying dipshit, smacking them upside the head and saying, you can't fucking do that. You can't, corner women in bar bathrooms and molest them and rape them Mm -hmm. and then just let it happen on a couple of occasions fuck that like well rotten apples from bottom to top well i mean he was he was riding a motorcycle without a helmet and then got into an accident on the fucking one bridge yeah and and it could have ended his career you know he could have been fucking brain dead stupid motherfucker you know oh sure but and then you had fucking Terry Bradshaw coming and being like, look, dude, you're a fucking you're a fucking quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You make a boatload of cash. You have this entire city on your back and you want to go and ride a fucking motorcycle without a helmet. Like, what are you fucking doing? You know, but that was just one instance of the many fucking bullshit things that he's done. So, yeah, I mean, that that's we'll leave that to personal responsibility and stupidity. Mm-hmm. And sure, he that's that's a footnote 
in the number of stupid things that he has committed. Yeah. That's that's barely a story. That just shows as a highlight of how dumb this fucker is. Mm-hmm. There, there is a whole litany of other things that prove he's a shit stain of a person. Yeah. He's a talented shit stain of a person, but he's still a shit stain. Yeah. So do you have uh, a favorite moment from football that you remember? Uh, we'd have to end up going way back. Um, the year is 1980. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's somewhere around there. I don't have first person memories of this. It's I, I know of it through pictures. Mm-hmm. because my family was a big Steeler fan. This is, you know, the Pittsburgh Steeler heyday. They had banners on their house. I mean, they were big fucking fans. It was like a mm-hmm. big tarp and everything. And I guess through these pictures, whether I created this memory or that I remember snippets of it, like I remember being excited because my parents were excited. It was like an AFC championship game or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't the big show. It was one of the steps on the way to it. But I just remember in the living room, green shag rug, as was the fashion of the time, running around and being so happy because my parents were happy. Like my dad was cheering and I was like, I should cheer too. I remember growing up and like we always watched the Steeler games at home. My sister was always, my sister was in the football and she liked the San Francisco 49ers. I liked them as well. Joe Montana was from Pittsburgh and it was nice to support somebody from Pittsburgh who was also a fucking really good quarterback. So I supported the the 49ers. They're, they've been one of my better like favorite teams in, in my life. I liked, I've liked them. I remember when we won in 2009 going down to the parade for the Steelers and the Penguins won too. So that was always nice. And we were never going to have the Pirates win again. So <laughs> they can suck it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember, I remember watching some of those Super Bowls from the eighties, you know, with the Niners in it and, you know, when they were playing Cincinnati and Cincinnati was, was up with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter and, and Joe Montana just, drove down the field and scored a touchdown and it was like yeah fuck you Cincinnati <laughs> I, I mean I, I still watch the Super Bowl not because I give a shit about football but it's mostly just because well not that there's water cooler talk anymore anyway because it's not like we're going into the office but it's like I also didn't want to be not in the know of what was going on so I mean I like watching the commercials I think that's the the most exciting part about this because i mean they get the stupidest fucking people for the the halftime show i you know it's like i don't care about lady gaga or j-lo or i don't even know who's playing this year i don't give a shit you know if it's not rock music i don't really give a shit because i don't listen to half that shit that they fucking play anyway so yeah i i I don't really care that, that much about super bowl but it's just one of those things that i just I don't know. I just, my, my whole deal is I'll get cozy and I'll have a drink and I will sit there on the couch and I'll curl up and watch the game and, and the commercials and not that I need an excuse to eat chips <laughs> and bad food because that's basically my diet. It's just a fun thing. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not like it happens every, every week or anything. It's like once a year. So like the Stanley cup, but the Stanley cup is so much better because because it lasts for like two months. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the commercials have always been the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. You know, the businesses and the companies spend a significant amount of money in order to reserve that time to have eyes watching their commercials. So they put out the best of the best. And there have been some really good gems. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a better competition than the game sometimes is. What were the best commercials? What were the worst commercials? And there are websites yeah. and news stories that are dedicated to basically ranking these things, doing kind of that crowdsourcing ranking where you know some really good things came out of it, like the Budweiser Clydesdales. That campaign lasted for 15, 20 years, probably. I think they've pulled out of the Super Bowl commercial game 
and they're not the only ones. There were a number of big companies that weren't spending money yeah. in order to have a commercial during the Super Bowl. And I'm kind of interested with where that trend is going to go for many people, not just me, but there I'm not alone here. I'm not the the one fucking weirdo for once <laughs> that isn't watching the Super Bowl for the game. There are people that would watch that for the commercials. Well, now the commercials are available online and I don't have to sit hostage to a game that I don't give a shit about to watch the commercials and see what this is like. That changes things up. Internet has really, especially in the quarantine era now, mm -hmm. it has revolutionized ways that people think about consuming and commercials get consumed. They're meant to entice you to consume. If there are big companies that are pulling out of this this year, what happens next year? What happens the year after that? Mm -hmm. What's the point of watching the Super Bowl if there are no commercials? For me, there isn't even with commercials. I mean, I just liked the whole, okay, the reveal of something. So there's an inclusiveness about it because it's like there's millions and millions of people watching this game. So everyone's watching this at the same time. And so there is that, okay, this sense of this bigger family that everyone's huddled around the TV watching and it's like, oh, oh, you see this commercial. Oh, look, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a trailer for a new movie. Holy shit. I cannot wait to see that movie. I'm going to fucking talk about it on social media because holy fuck, my mind is blown. Like I like that type of stuff when it comes to watching the commercials and interacting with the game and everything. I really enjoyed that part of it. So. And I can see that. I like the part where you would watch that gush about it on on social media and say holy shit i can't wait to see this movie and i'd be like huh i should go and look at that trailer and then i'd go online and watch the trailer and be like okay cool i've watched that instead of watching the game i'd use you as my litmus test on whether i should pay attention to something or not yeah. you, were, you were the commercial guinea pig like if you liked something i'd be like okay i'll pay attention to this i'll look into it <laughs> yeah I, I did do that you're welcome hey thanks you see does that make me a trendsetter Yes. Okay. I'll you are a that. setter of trends. Okay. Well, you can be the most supreme Tony and I can be the. the... Andy, the setter of trends. <laughs> Trend setter. Those would be her like wrestling names. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I give a shit about wrestling because I don't. But yeah, I know that in the 80s, I used to watch wrestling. I haven't watched the wrestling in since the 80s, really. I know you did. You watched it in the 80s some too, but oh, did yeah. you pick you pick it back up when you're because your sister and, and your brother-in-law are really into it. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it has been in waves. Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, the cartoon from the 80s. Fuck yeah, I was all about dude. I had a rotation of like Transformers, He-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Rock and Wrestling bed sheets. And I couldn't wait. Like those got cycled through a weekly basis and it was great. And those lasted way longer than they probably should have. They were threadbare, but they were Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling sheets. And then, yeah, at some point kind of grew out of that as high school came along. And then at some point after that, during the college years, it came back. And I don't, I don't recall what the impetus was or the, the reason for starting to watch it again. But I do recall having like Mike Deere come over and we'd sit there in my basement and we watch movies and then we watch wrestling and we talk about it and joke about it and everything. And then, yeah, my sister started dating her now husband mm -hmm. and he was already into it with a group of friends and he would buy the pay-per-views and we would get together at their place and watch the pay-per-views and bet on things. And it was entered like everybody throws like $5 into a pot for the big event and who's going to win and stuff like that. And it was fun because at that point we, we all knew that like, what's the next soap opera style storyline going to be mm -hmm. who who's going to get betrayed because you can't see that one coming. And then, yeah, there became a specific point in the storylines where I was like, I'm wasting my fucking time on Sunday nights. I'm going to go and do something else. Like, I don't know anything. And uh, after a little time away from that, that just kind of faded into the background and I think Terry and Justin still watch and still pay attention to it. I don't know if they're as big into it as they were, say, five years ago. Mm -hmm. 
maybe they can text me and let me know when they hear this because they listen. Thank you for listening. But yeah, maybe, maybe they have insight into like the latest storylines and the uh, scuppered up that's going on in there right now. Who knows? I haven't paid attention to it in a while. But yeah, it started out, then faded, then came back, then faded, then came back, and now gone. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a couple questions then. One, favorite wrestler? Uh, depends on the time, I think. Back in the 80s, Ultimate Warrior. Which one? I don't even fucking know. Like, they all blended together. But the Ultimate Warrior, like that cocaine spaz that he was, <laughs> just fucking entertaining. Yeah. Um, really liked him. And then kind of in the midpoint, I'd honestly have to say Diesel. Okay. Because he was kind of like, he was the bad guy, but he was like the Punisher kind of bad guy where he was an anti-hero and then he became like a bad guy. But then the bad guys were cool and, you know, picked up fucking edgelord fans like me that were like, he's so cool. He's like Han Solo, but like three times as bad. And then he became like, they do the face heel switch constantly until the dude was basically rendered immobile by all of the injuries that he had. Mm -hmm. He was a force. Like he came into the ring and people were like, oh shit, this 14 foot tall giant is going to pummel me into paste. And it was fun to watch. For me, it was Roddy Roddy Piper because I mean, how could you not like him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was right up there as far as entertainment value. He was yeah. great. Yeah. And I mean, and he was in like one fantastic movie called They Live. Yeah. Like that was such a great movie. Anyone who had no idea what we're talking about, go see it. It's a great fucking movie. You can get it on iTunes or Google or wherever. Yeah. And he did a voice for Saints Row 4. He was a character and a voice for that game. Really? I didn't realize you, that. You could unlock and play Rowdy Roddy Piper. And That's... you're goddamn right I did. <laughs> Wait, so you would play as him? I can't remember if you could play as him or he was a sidekick. Okay. I, yeah, I, I had no idea. I think I have Saints Row 4. Like, so I have it somewhere. I just, I haven't played it. So the unlocking was far in the future, like far mm -hmm. into the game. You couldn't just unlock them at the midpoint. Like it was almost before the boss battle and everything was open range. That's when you mm -hmm. could unlock them. Okay. Next up, favorite transformer. Again, this will be the base of the time. I'm talking old school 80s cartoon, like leading yeah. up to the transformers, the movie, the Including animated the movie. movie? Including the movie. Okay. So I know, I know I should say Hot Rod or Rodimus Prime because mm -hmm. that was supposed to be the hero that was targeted toward me. Yes. And yeah, he was up there. But for the movie, I really liked Eric Idle's Rekgar because of the mm -hmm. way he spoke. Just blah, 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 real quick. Although I have a special place in my heart for Blue Streak. Blue Streak isn't very memorable. No. He's, he's just there. He's, he's a background support player. But... He was the first large size Transformer toy that I got for Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, you had all of the small ones, Bumblebee and the rest of the tiny cars that were basically like glorified Happy Meal toys because they didn't yeah. really transform all that much, but they were small and cheap. This one, you know, my parents got this for me for Christmas one year and it to my tiny hands at that point, he was huge. And it just so intricate with the various parts. And I loved that thing. So yeah. by virtue of him being the first one that I got, he became my default favorite. For me, it was Hound. Yeah. Gro growing up, my first Transformer that I had, I believe, was Hound. And uh, it, he was just a Jeep, you know, really generic Jeep. But I, I loved him. <laughs> I thought he was great. And actually, that is the only Transformer I still own because uh, Antonio had found one via his travels in flea markets and stuff. And I ended up buying it off of him because that was the only one I really wanted. Nice. Okay, favorite G.I. Joe. This is, again, from, uh, I would say up until the G.I. Joe movie with, what was it, the, the snake guy? The, the one that was, he, he was actually like a snake. I, I, honestly, I can't say because... The only one of the figures that I really, really loved, I have no idea what his name was. He was 
one of the bad guys. It's all I know. Mm -hmm. The design on him was cool, but that's all I remember. Like, I don't remember what the design was. I don't remember the name of it. I just remember that anytime I would play with the figures, he was the one that survived. He killed everybody else because he was the coolest. And it is completely escaping me who he was or why. I, I liked um, Snake Eyes. I know well, that everybody that's... Everybody likes Snake Eyes. He was yeah. a super cool ninja. Yeah, I mean, how could you not like Snake Eyes? The other one I liked, and again, I'm really bad with names. He was the one, was it Zartan? The one that was like color changing? I think so, yeah. I, I liked him. And one of the things I liked about trans, or I mean, about G.I. Joe is uh, the way that they were put together. It was just basically a screw, screwing them together, but they were held together by these little heavy duty gum bands. Yeah. Or, or rubber bands or elastics, depending on where you're from, you know, but we call them gum bands here in Pittsburgh. And you just play any damn real thick gum bands you put in your GI Joes? Yeah. Okay. So, so you could unscrew those and then mix and match different, different GI Joes together. And so that's what I did. I would take apart my GI Joes and put them back together as other cooler ones. And I enjoyed doing that. One of the toys that I wanted growing up and it was a ridiculous toy was the gi joe aircraft carrier which i think it was like six or seven feet long the thing was huge it takes up so much space always wanted it and i, I never even had one of the big like jets or anything either yeah i i did have like the cobra the cobra like jet it, it, i can't remember what it's called but but i always wanted that fucking uh, aircraft carrier and i did have a friend who had one and I remember going over to their house and, and playing and I was like, holy shit, this thing is awesome because it's so big. But it's it's also kind of a pain in the ass because it's like trying to play and it's like, OK, I have to walk around to get over to this side to do this thing. And it's just whatever. I know yeah. it's like first world problems. I have this gigantic toy and I have to fucking walk around it. No, I'm totally right there with you, because while a friend had something that I didn't have, well, it wasn't the aircraft carrier. It was like the fortress mm -hmm. so same kind of thing this thing was like four feet in diameter and if you're shooting from one side now you got to get up and walk over to the other side to knock people over and like when you're that young you're like oh i gotta get up and go all the way over there mom can you come in here and like have her knock shit over for you yeah she wasn't gonna do that she's like you're playing do it your damn self your legs ain't broken but <laughs> That, yeah, that same kind of first world inconvenience for those gigantic toys. Holy shit, where do you even store them anyway? Like you need a storage unit in order to house some of these things. You need a specific playroom to have these things in order to be able to maneuver around them. He had this in his bedroom, which it was a decent sized bedroom, but like still it was, there was maybe like a two foot gap from from the aircraft carrier to the wall that you could walk around. And then like there was enough room on the other side to play or whatever, but it was like, it was very tight to actually get around and do whatever. So uh, favorite He-Man. <laughs> for, for shits and giggles, um, first response would be Fisto because holy shit, that's a fucking <laughs> awesome name. <laughs> um, but in actuality, it was Trapjaw. Trapjaw. Is that the one like that his mouth there was one that like their head turned or whatever and the mouth kept moving or something yeah his, his mouth was set on like this little plastic spring mm -hmm. and he had one arm that you could pop off and replace with a bunch of different things like a hook and a laser gun and a chainsaw and a bunch of other things he was my favorite because he at the top of his head had a ring mm-hmm which you could thread through like fishing line and then he could soar over top of the battlefield just plinking people off no other figure had that ring so until you had somebody like i don't know zodiac or bumblebee man or whatever the fuck those guys names were the ones that could fly he owned the battlefield mm -hmm. he had air superiority he just owned everybody that was riding around. Sure, He-Man's got Battle Cat, and he could stop the laser beams like a Jedi, whatever. No, Trapjaw's up there. He's swinging back and forth, and he's blowing shit up. 
like a fucking He-Man Tarzan. Trapjaw was awesome. I wasn't really that big into He-Man. It was toys that I never really got because I was really into the Transformers and G.I. Joe and um, eventually Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of those. Uh, but I mean, I, I liked Skeletor because he's just... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it, he just yeah i liked him uh okay uh do you have a favorite teenage mutant ninja turtle michelangelo michelangelo why yep. him uh because of his partying attitude and it was so completely different than what i really was he had this kind of laissez-faire whatever whatever goes zen to him and that was not as elevated in the comic books so mm-hmm. in the comics he wasn't like the surfer dude comedy relief that he was in the cartoons, Mm -hmm. but he was also the foil for all of the seriousness. Like Leonardo basically had Donatello's bow stick stuff stuck up his ass the entire time. Like he was the leader and he needed to be knocking people into discipline and what it like, he was all of the authoritarian bullshit that I hated and mm-hmm. still surprise still hate not that character i mean i understand how he is i'm just anti-authoritarian in general yes but that attitude probably led to my current state of mind Raphael was a bit of a hot-headed bully mm-hmm. and i think a little bit too much like myself so wanted to have something a little bit different and donatello was the kind of good-natured nerdy guy but he was also the slowest anything like he was the last to attack especially in the video games slowest damage biggest damage but slowest and michelangelo both his attitude as portrayed in the comic books and his general versatility in that nes game made him far and above like my favorite turtle plus orange yeah because orange is your favorite color that it is i honestly i don't have a favorite one i don't know why i i just I never really thought about it all that much. Uh, I liked April. <laughs> I was I was into April pretty hardcore. So um, me and her, we were an item. Yeah. Oh, sure. It, it was April O'Neil until um, Courtney Cox came on the scene in the He-Man movie. And then it was like April who? You know, I haven't watched that fucking movie in forever. It's really not worth watching, even with Frank Langella playing Skeletor and just chewing on the scenery. Like... It's Frank fucking Langella. He's a spectacular actor and he's covered in this shitty skull makeup that doesn't even look like a skull, but he still does it justice playing against Dolph fucking Lundgren. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad choice. Yeah, well, if you're going for if you're going for just a visual aesthetic, maybe I guess I guess Arnold was either too famous or not available at that time um, because they did that with Conan like the what was it? Um, No. Hercules. Yeah. Before Conan was a thing, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they poorly dubbed some shitty, no accent English voice over top of Arnold. And it looks like one of those bad Japanese Godzilla movies because the lip flaps don't match the words. And it's absolutely laughable. And so they realize just fucking let him talk. Nobody cares anyway. Nobody's looking or watching these movies for the incredible dialogue. Yeah. Anyway, the He Man, yeah, Dolph Lundgren, probably not the best casting choice. I mean, they could have just gotten um, Mark Singer for Beastmaster and and just, you know, dye his hair. Jesse, Jesse fucking Ventura. But that would have been great. That, that's Ventura. an ideal historical casting. Historical casting. <laughs> oh, my. That's, that's <laughs> funny. Ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. The other thing I, I was, because I don't know if you were into this at the time, but the the toys or, or the cartoon and the toys for Mask, were you into that at all? I don't think so. No, there, okay. there were a number of other lesser known franchises that I did have something with. Like I dived in full on head first. As we all know, the cartoons at that time were half hour commercials for Hasbro or Mattel. There didn't have to be a story for the cartoons. It didn't have to be like a Scooby-Doo or Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street, like morality tale. 
It was just bad guys, bad, good guys, good. Buy more of these random people that you've never seen before, but show up for this one episode because he looks cool. Yeah. That's all they were. And there were some franchises that were one season, like one hit wonder type things. There was something about people riding dinosaurs. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I love dinosaurs. I like technology. I like people riding dinosaurs. So yeah, I've got like 40 toys of whatever that was somewhere in my parents' basement. But fuck if I remember what the name of it was. Weren't they dino riders? Probably, yeah. Probably something as simple as that. Because, <laughs> you know, imagination wasn't exactly a strong point when it came to marketing then. Okay. Yeah. Dino riders harness the power of dinosaurs. Uh, and basically they dinosaurs had like some armor and they had guns and stuff on them and Fuck people yeah, riding man. them. You know, yep. Yeah. Ter- uh, pterodactyls flying through the air with laser weapons, triceratops with, you know, battle armor and harnesses and a fucking laser on its head. Yeah. I was all on board with that because if dinosaurs weren't cool enough to me at that age, dinosaurs with lasers and chainsaws was even more radical yeah it's 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 kind of funny it's it's funny that somebody came up with this idea it's like let's take the most fucking basic thing like a dinosaur and let's put some technology in their life yeah and you know that's just weird but yeah i remember those it could have been something as simple as you could buy bags of plastic dinosaurs from like the dollar store back then you use them for educational purposes. You use them for birthday cake decorations, whatever. And somebody decided to take apart their GI Joes like you did and mm-hmm. gum ban the people onto the heavily armored dollar store dinosaurs and be like, yep, that's it. That is our new pitch. I fucking ate it up. Okay. So apparently in 2015, there was rumors that there was going to be a dino writer's movie which is kind of interesting but nothing i I don't think anything has ever happened with it but that is something i would get get on you know because they did bring back like transform or you know uh dino the dinobots for the transformers movie the michael bay one piece of shit motherfucker (laughs) um how does he keep making movies like same thing as like ua bull does it's going to be a tax write-off and enough people pay to see Michael Bay bullshit up on screen because explosions cool. Yeah. And I say that a little bit dismissively with the full awareness that 14 year old me would have been throwing money at Michael Bay. Yeah, no, I I mean, I would too, but I just fuck Michael Bay. (laughs) Fuck him. Well, just because he, he reuses the same fucking scenes in movies there's there's an entire car chase that's in the island that movie with Ewan McGregor and uh, I can't remember is it uh, Scarlett Johansson I believe and for shot for shot the, there's this I think it's that and it's a Transformers movie and the shots are the exact fucking same thing it's the same fucking sequence that was hijacked from one movie he already did into this other movie like why come on it's like stock footage but they reshot it Uh, well okay well yeah that's kind of dumb unless they already had all of the rigging and everything set up for it it was just we know how this is going to go place the equipment in the various positions and it's a shot for shot remake if it were like the exact same spliced footage into different things that would have been great because you know they're driving like a charger Boom, and they're they're coming over top of the big hills that are in san francisco and then in the middle of one shot like instead of the dodge it's like a 1987 trans am or even better like mm-hmm. a 1970s oldsmobile jumping over <laughs> those exact same hills for like four frames or something like that and then it cuts back to uh mark Wahlberg in the challenger where he's like oh that was so close that would be fucking comedy and I would absolutely pay to see even just a shitty YouTube splice of that. I'm, I'm sure that there is. And I will look for one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you watch the Bumblebee movie? No, that one was actually good. 
surprisingly it was in in i don't think michael bay did anything with that one that was the first of somebody else doing something with the transformers and it had the old school feel because bumblebee was a fucking volkswagen yeah you know and and it was good i i actually enjoyed it i recommend it we'll, we'll put on a little bit of a disclaimer so even with the shit that we lay at this altar of michael bay I will be the first to admit, and I'm admitting it here, when the first Transformers movie came out, I was pleased with it. It's just Mm -hmm. in hindsight, knowing how much he beat that dead horse into the ground, that it was a garbage franchise. But that initial movie, he did a lot of shit right. And it made those Autobots and Decepticons, they, they felt natural in the world. They weren't just CGI that happened to float over the screen that happens way too often. They seem to have weight. They seem to have inertia, like physics with them. And it was really, really good to see. And especially hearing Peter Cullen's voice coming out of live action. You fucking kidding me? That's glorious. If if they would have went with a different voice for that, the movie would have fucking bombed. Like, the fans of the franchise would have just been, no, fuck you guys. Because, like, you can't replace that. That's one thing you have to keep. And I'm glad that they did. I liked the first movie to an extent, but it also felt like one big car commercial. Because if you watch, if you go and look at any fucking car commercial, and it's like you have the long shots of this car going down the highway and then passing other cars and whatever, you could put together a Transformer movie over a fucking like 15 car commercials. Because like, that's all that, all it was. It was. It, and they, it, they did that with, with trans, well, fucking pun not really intended but i'll own it anyway the transformation of bumblebee into the camaro it was taking something that was sort of nostalgic everybody Mm -hmm. recognizes bumblebee bringing him into something that was more modern a flashier design and running with it which led to an explosion of that car especially in that keller on the roads because Everybody wanted to drive Bumblebee because it was so cool. And maybe if you were a truck nuts kind of guy and you got into a car like that, maybe you'd see Megan Fox on the road and she'd jump in your car and be like, oh, this car is so awesome because I saw it in the movie as Bumblebee and Mm -hmm. what the fuck ever. That's not going to happen with the fucking Volkswagen bug. No, there's just something that people look at the Volkswagen bug and they're like, that does not scream cool. You know, but looking at a Dodge (laughs) Charger... That screams cool. I like I'm going to pick up chicks in that car. I'm not going to pick up chicks in the Volkswagen Beetle, which is funny because my first brand new car that I had was a Volkswagen Beetle. It was a 99. I was waiting for that Volkswagen Beetle. Like, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying lime, that lime I, green. It was cyber. No, no, green. It was okay. cyber, cyber green. Cyber green. <laughs> cyber green. It was a five speed. It was fucking fantastic. I love that car. And everyone who who I know that's like, what what made you get that car? It's like, how did you have any room in there? And I'm like, honestly, I had more room in that car than I have in my Honda HRV. Okay, like there was more room in the front seat for for me there than my own car. Now, I it was a great car. It was it was fun to drive, and and I always liked the Beatles you know, the old school Beatles growing up. And when they brought them back, I was like, oh man, I want that. And then Brad went and got one and it's like, oh man, that dick. <laughs> Why'd you come get a car? <laughs> yeah, but then but then it's like, okay. And I, look, I, I my whole life, I was like, I don't know how anyone affords a car. Like, how can anyone afford a car? I don't get it. And then it's like, boom, I was able to get one. And it's like, then even when houses, like I never thought I'd own a house. Cause like, how the fuck does anyone afford that shit? You know, like how, like, I don't know how anyone does that, but I don't know how I'm doing it, but I have it. So, so yeah, anyway, um, I go and get this car and it was great. It, I remember pulling it off the lot, pulling off the lot and, and on the highway. And I'm like scared driving it because it's just like, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's weird. I, I never bought a brand new car. And it's just like here, okay, I signed the contract and whatever. And then it's, I'm driving off in a new car and it's just like, okay, well, what about my Dodge shadow? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about that? And it's just like, I left it behind and, and I drove this away and it was just buying a new car is just a weird experience. 
in general. Even when I bought my HRV, it was like that. It's like I, I was just looking to see what the prices would be and something I would like and, and kind of getting a feel on how much the car I currently had at that time would get in return. And when I showed up to Honda Place and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, we'll appraise your car. And I, 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 get, I gave them a little spiel. It's like, oh, well, down the street, they'll give me like this much for it. And so they came back and they doubled it. And it's like, okay, well, now I have to kind of get a new car because I don't know if I'll ever get that again. So they gave you a, an offer you couldn't refuse. And I couldn't, I couldn't refuse it. They, they offered me way too much money for the car that I had at that time. And it made a lot of noises. Uh, it was hit by a deer. Uh, there was just there was just so much going wrong with it. Anytime, anytime that you like turned, it, it squeaked. It was like, it's like, oh, no, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. And it was really tight in my garage. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just hard to um, I really had to pull just, just too girthy to get into that cave. It, it was a very thick car. It was a um, GMC Tahoe. So it was a bigger car, you know, SUV. And I, my house was built in 1941. So it's a very small, dainty house. You know, there's like small places. So there's not this big, spacious garage. It's very tight because back then they had, you know, unicycles or something that they drove. I don't know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it, yeah, they, yeah, they they didn't have the modern day American Chevy obesity SUV yeah. that you see out on the fucking roads everywhere. Yeah, I mean, everyone was that like be SUV default name. Like, yes, now showing the brand new 2021 Ford Obesity. <laughs> oh man, I wonder if that would actually make money. Would people yeah, well, buy it just because, oh man, I got the fat car. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely positive if they put marketing behind it, that would sell. The obesity. I mean, fuck, the, the Aztecs sold. <laughs> How does some of these companies, whatever, get the names for some of these cars? Like, why the fuck would you pick Aztec? Tuareg. Well, that's yeah, just Some of stupid. these names, you're just like, uh, somebody didn't read their fucking history books, did they? Mm, that's probably not the best thing to sell. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I played disc golf yesterday in the snow. There was like a foot of snow up at Knob. That sucks. That's nuts. Well, this week is the annual ice bowl for disc golf community, uh, the Pittsburgh disc golf community. Mm -hmm. So every year they have this gathering, this tournament where everyone gets together, they play and it's, it's to donate money and or food for the food bank of Pittsburgh. And it's been going on for some time. And because of COVID, they're doing a, a rolling tournament where you have all week to put in your rounds. So it's all done through the UDISC app. So you go to UDISC when you go to Shenley and then you put in, okay, you're, you're checking into the tournament and then you go and, and it has a live scoreboard, which is kind of cool, especially when we were doing the, the league, the Shenley league you could see who's all winning and like, you know, how, how good everyone's doing or whatever. It's kind of cool. So, yeah. So, so that's going on this week. And of course it's supposed to be like the coldest week so far this year. Appropriate for the ice. Yes. Bowl. You know, I remember the one year <laughs> I was out there in shorts and a t-shirt and it was fucking hot as hell. And this year I'm going to be in four layers and I'm going to look like what Randy from fucking, <laughs> Christmas story because <laughs> you know that's how it's going to be this this year so but yeah I want to just give a shout out to the Pittsburgh uh, flying disc community and you know for the people putting that on it's Mark and Mark Prestopanik I believe his last name is I can't say actual names Presto yeah Presto. and like a bunch of other people um, and yeah uh, it it's a good cause and I, I'm, I'm glad that I can be a part of it and donate. And hopefully, uh, I mean, if you win, you win, uh, I think a basket, an actual basket, which I have a marksman basket, but I could use another one, put that in my backyard and practice my putting. Cause obviously I need it. But yeah, that's all I have for this week. Uh, just shout out to that. And um, let's, let's battle this COVID shit so we can start doing normal things again wear your mask 
Get yes. your vaccine. <laughs> this has been episode 38. We keep on yeah, rolling them out. We keep doing it. Sheer determination and will. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yes. And random topics, yeah. which is always good. So thank you everyone for listening and uh, have a great week.